I should also probably, I've been making moves to try to talk to more people, like non-binary people in the industry and like mm-hmm. how they approach auditions and whatnot. Yeah. I actually, my commercial agent the other day asked me whether or not I'd be interested in making a profile because casting works in that binary, right? In the right. drop-down menu, it's yeah. like male, male female. female. And you're like, well, okay. So um, my commercial agent asked me the other day if I was interested in creating a profile for both. Okay. It never occurred to me. Wow. Actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the thing I'm thinking about. Headshots. Always thinking about the way I present myself in audition. Humans, welcome back or welcome for the very first time to La Mescla. The podcast where we explore all of the uh, intricacies, intersections, and uh, intense awkwardness of being a mixed race or first generation human in this country. My name is Adrian Burke, or for my Latinx people out there, it's Adrian Burke. Uh, I'm the creator and host of this show. I'm an actor and comedian based in New York, and I'm uh, half Peruvian, half American. Uh, and I started the show because I think growing up mixed or first gen in this country can be lonely. <laughs> it can be, it can be isolating, <laughs> and that's a hundred percent true. Uh, so I started this show to have conversations with people who might not come from the exact same cultural mix that I do, um, but I wanted to talk to people who don't quite fit into one box. People who feel like they're not exactly one thing. I really wanted to get into what that what that feels like, like what the deal is with that. Uh, so that's why I'm really excited to bring this show to you. So thank you so much to anybody that's tuning in for the first time. Our guest today is the awesome Diane Chen. Diane is an award-winning multidisciplinary filmmaker and theater artist based in New York. Uh, I know them from the theater and acting circuit. Uh, They've produced an award-winning web series called Here We Wait that has totally cleaned up on the festival circuit, and they're working on a new series uh, called Sideways Smile that you're going to be seeing a lot of. Uh, You've seen them on High Maintenance and at theaters all over the city. Uh, I was so excited to have Diane on. Uh, Diane and I talked about growing up uh, first-generation Chinese, uh, about deciding to be a creative human with uh, pretty strict immigrant parents uh, and about being a non-binary actor in the New York scene. Uh, This was a really, really awesome, pretty wide-ranging conversation. (laughs) And when we recorded it, kind of both Diane and I, we were kind of in a mood. (laughs) And I think it's a fun dynamic. I I don't know if you will, but I think so. (laughs) Uh, I was so, so happy to have Diane on, and I really think you're going to like this one. And remember to like, rate, review, and subscribe, and uh, all that shit. And here we go. You wrote a monologue? Okay. Right before I started recording this. I said, I said, I wrote a monologue and I'd like to present it all to you right now, live, on air, at this place. Simple Studios. Simple Studios. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to plug it, honestly, because it's I'm not practicing much of a plug. for when I'm famous. Sure. You know how you're not supposed to mention products unless you are... That's right. Um, well, you're, you're basically an influencer already, so... Thank you. 
buy the Great North Apparel. Jesus everyone. Christ. Yeah, Jesus I Christ. Actually am the, but I don't have my ref I don't have my referral code up on the um on my Insta bio yet. So don't go look yet, but I'll after we record this, I'll put it up. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Hi, Diane. Hello, thank, Adrian. Thank you for being here. I'm just making some quick microphone adjustments. Uh, thank you for being here. Welcome to La Mescla. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> uh, so let's. I don't know what was funny about uh, that, but that's I don't fine. know. I'm. I'm allowed to enjoy myself. The tone of this feels very combative. I'm a little defensive. That's fair. How's how's your day going? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Diane, so let's start off uh, easy. Let's start off, uh, what, where are your parents from? Where are you from? What's your background? Um, my parents come from uh, mainland China. I'm a first-generation kiddo. Hey. And I was born in Austin, Texas. Chinese-American. Okay, cool. So I, I know almost nothing about Austin other than, uh, like, don't they say, like, keep Austin weird? Isn't that a thing? They do say that. Yeah, it's good for the live music scene. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's, like, a younger demographic, too. Gotcha. And a little bit of a liberal bubble down there. Yeah. Wait, so how do, your, how do your parents meet? Oh, very traditional. My father was one of the first... A uh, group of people sent out during the Cultural Revolution to like go to school. So he was like a Hicktown farm boy uh-huh. from Heilongjiang, and he moved to Beijing to go to school. And my mother's side of the family comes from a little bit more like academia type oh, okay. of thing. So it was like actually very like city girl farmer boy type thing. Very odd couple situation. Um, and I believe they were just introduced. There's not really much fanfare about it. And then they moved here together? My father came over first and my mother followed a year after. So he came here to to do his to do school at UT Austin. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And do you have any siblings? I do. I have a younger brother. Just the two of you? With a German name, yes. Ooh, what's the name? Hans. Oh, that's very cool. Where does that come from? Where does the German come it from? It comes from the fact that he actually has like a very communist, country-loving uh, Chinese name, which is Chen Hansi, which means like uh, basically like thinking of the. I don't know if republic is the right word, but um, yeah. But then they phonetically it just they were like oh yes H A N and then S and they cut the I off. Gotcha. And then little did they know they didn't know they didn't know they <laughs> named him a strange German first name. Nothing wrong with a German first name. Yeah, I mean. Unless of one very, unless it's one very specific German first name. That's true. Yes. Well, you don't even. I think it's the last name that's problem. I mean, you hear about. That's true, but if you hear the first one, you immediately like, think Who? the second one. Yeah, it's just that little. Oh, oh boy. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they named me by. They were like, "Oh, is it a? Oh, I guess it's a girl." Which gender isn't real? But they. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yes, later. we will. Um, but they just turned the TV on, and like back then, there was even even less, you know, female representation on TV. But I right. think they turned the TV on, and Cheers was on, and then they were like, "Oh, a waitress! Look, oh, her name's that. Great, we'll name her Diane." <laughs> were you seriously named after Diane from Cheers? Yes. That's amazing. Is, is it? I mean, obviously, you seem exasperated by it, <laughs> but to me, that's amazing. It's just like that was the. They were just like that. Long hair woman, that's the name. <laughs> Shelly Long, yeah, why not? I don't know, yeah. 
What What are your thoughts on Cheers? What's What's your opinions on Cheers? Never seen it. <laughs> it's all right. It's good. I refuse. I like Cheers. That's yeah. fine. If I was named after it, I'd probably be like, "Fuck this." Mm-hmm. I was well. So my name's Adria, but my dad. Uh, so my dad was a white dude, but spoke fluent Spanish because he grew up in Spain mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wanted to name me before my mom before they settled on Adrian. He wanted to name me Hannibal uh, after the Carthaginian general yes. Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom, right, and also because in Spanish it's it's Aníbal, which sounds a little bit oh, better. Sure. But my mom rightly was like everyone's going to think he wants to kill them and eat them. Yes. You know that, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should probably do something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any association, associations with Adrian except you. You say that like it's a bad thing. Well, I thought, I mean, like, I went to school with some Adrians, but. I mean, I'm, uh, honestly, I'm thankful for that because literally every human I've ever met in my life has given me the yo Adrian immediately upon meeting me. Do you even know what that reference is? So this is a fun segue into how I had a very repressive childhood. Please. Is that a kid's show? No, it's not. And I love you so oh. much. Please be my best friend for not knowing that reference. It's from Rocky. What's? It's Rocky's uh, love interest the in the movie. Boxer? Yeah, the boxer. His love interest in the movie, her name is Adrian. Uh, and he, he's yeah, like famously at the end of the movie, he's like all fucked up from boxing and he's like screaming across the arena like, yo, Adrian. So whenever from I meet... What? <laughs> I don't know because he likes her. I would have guessed she was already paying attention to him, so why would he need to do that? Because he was excited that he won. This is now becoming <laughs> a frame by frame analysis <laughs> of Rock. You took it there. You took yeah. it there. Let's get back into your repressive childhood. Oh my god, did I say that earlier? <laughs> you did. Oh whoops. Or let's just talk more generally about growing up in Austin. What's what was that like? Are I you didn't, I didn't actually grow up in Austin. We moved by the time I was two, I believe. Okay. To where? Uh, Iowa. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then Arkansas, and then Oklahoma. Are you moving because of your parents' work? Because of my father's, yeah. Gotcha. Undergrad, and then the grad school, and then postdoc, and then whatever. Wow. So you really moved all around. Yeah. Was Which that... is weird. Is, is that not the usual um, sort of trajectory for people in academia? Because every time I tell people I move... I moved that many times. They're like, "Oh, military brat," and I was like, "No." I, that was my that was my first instinct. He, I don't know. He just went to a different school for every point in the process of going yeah. from undergrad to being now he's a tenured professor at Oklahoma State. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, that's what happened. But every time I hear, I guess it's true. I don't know where that stereotype comes from. But every time I hear, I moved a lot. I was I'm probably like army brat. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I haven't talked to other kids whose like parents were doing academia at the time so where did you where did you spend like the most time or which city do you oklahoma. think had the most oklahoma mm-hmm. i moved there when i was in fourth grade or I, sp- I split fourth grade i think i have very very bad with time so that's fair um but yeah i i, I did fourth grade in in stillwater oklahoma and then graduated high school there gotcha then went to college on the east coast and now i'm here and cool. I just generally lie and say that I'm from New York at this point. <laughs> That's fair. If, if if you had a background that complicated, then yeah. why get into the whole thing? I also say I'm from the city, which drives people nuts. Why does it drive people nuts? Well, when I'm not in the city, 
People should just Calling get that by now. I, I mean, oh, I grew I up. I got reamed for it. Actually, I was just traveling for, um, I traveled for a batch, uh, bachelorette party and a wedding. And we were doing like a whiskey distillery tour. Okay. Like, where, where are y'all from? And I was, this is in Nashville. And you said the city? I was like, oh, the city. And then he <laughs> did a big old eye roll. And then for the rest of the tour, it's just like every joke, the zinger was like, but I know in the city, oh, I was God. like, I should never have done this. You know what? My philosophy on that is like, I will gladly take anybody shitting on New York if I'm elsewhere, as yeah. long as they know that, it's the that we're better. That it's, we're superior. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel, yeah. So what, in terms of like, how about the people you're hanging out with while you live in Oklahoma? And are you being, is your house, uh, are you being raised sort of uh, in a Chinese culture? Or are you oh, sort yeah, of being, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So what was that yeah. like? We were uh we were a little insulated as kids just because I think like from I would say week one of when I was born it was probably like a groomed for Harvard situation so it was just like mom can I go to Sarah's sleepover party and I'd be like will that get you into Harvard medical school oh I don't know then no wow like type of thing wow so yeah, I had a pretty, uh, I don't know. I would say my, my childhood was probably similar or had lots of parallels to other, like, first-gen Asian-American, mm-hmm. East Asian, Chinese-American uh, kiddos. Didn't get out much. Mm-hmm. Not, very, um, not very social with the social life. Like, just didn't do the normal kid stuff and i mean on top of it your dad was in academia so that's like another layer of pressure yeah so like uh, yeah it was like no movies no sleepovers like none of that stuff it was just like go to school come home do school homework do chinese homework because i studied chinese like Mm -hmm. as a kid never went to a school actually which is interesting because my father insisted on like doing it himself but just I for the Chinese portion? Full, yeah. Okay. But I got a full, like, education, and then I ended up going to, like, Beijing Language and Culture University for two summers, like, taking classes and stuff. Whoa. Like, Confucian texts and... At what age? This is, like, high school years? Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Had had you gone before that? Gone. Where's the school? Beijing. Yeah. Had you gone to Beijing before? Oh, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, my mother's parents were there and we used to go a lot when i was younger we used to go like every other summer mm. um i remember them starting from when i was like nine i think i went like maybe two times before then that i don't really remember yeah um but yeah all throughout uh that was also the thing like summer vacation for me was just like up and going to beijing for three months yeah that was like me with peru when i was yeah. a kid yeah yeah cool so that was also a thing like every other summer and then in college, I went back a couple of times. Have you been since? Yeah. Uh, the last time I went was a little... Mm, I'm very bad with... With time. That's going to be the theme of this one. It, 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 truly, you'll be absolutely are you one of, Are you one of these how. people who's late for everything? I was on time for this, wasn't I? Of course you were. I'm saying in general. You said now. Is this on the record? Yes, this is on the record. Casting director, every casting director in this city listens to this podcast. I'm early for auditions and rehearsals. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. Other things, the trains are garbage. <laughs> what do you want? 
That's true. So much train trouble in this city. So much train trouble. You're saying that with a little bit of a teasing tone, but truly there's so much oh, train for sure. trouble in this city. I, it's definitely true, but I've also definitely used it as an excuse. Yeah. I mean, I've just started padding in like 20 extra minutes. For sure. For sure. Google Maps. So good. when in these like high school years, are you doing creative stuff? Or when does the sort of actor <laughs> instinct come in? Um, my parents are very of the arts is poo poo. I wish everyone listening to this could see <laughs> Diane's body my language. <laughs> yes, they poo poo the art world. Yes, very much uh, are very poo poo about it. To, the, to this day. Yes. Mm. Um. When I was, like, in China for the summers, it was very... Well, you know, to get into Harvard, you must have the extracurriculars. Right. And so sports did, was part of that. Like, growing up, I did... I was recruited to the Beijing Conservatory of Dance when I was eight. Okay. There's a fun fact for everyone. I use that a lot in my uh, Two Truths and a Lie. Ah, nice. Icebreakers. Um, for, like, like I, traditional dance? Ballet. Wow. Can you imagine? I would have been at retirement age by now. Yeah. I would have been straight, femme, married, <laughs> pregnant, retired by uh, now. Again, the body language. <laughs> Podcast can't contain me. So, like, uh, yeah, so I was doing ballet. I did I did all sorts of sports in high school and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It was just um, never as a, like, a realistic thing. It was like I had to do it and be right. good at it just to be good at it. Yeah. Because it mattered. Again, a very first gen thing. I mean, I got lucky that my mom was with, well, first of all, I never wanted to act. She literally forced me to, and then I ended up liking it. Uh, So I got lucky in that respect. But it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of like, keep your eye on the prize. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I started piano in third grade, violin in sixth, Mm -hmm. and picked up guitar like by myself along the way. and was like tri-state competition winner blah 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 like that right. sort of a kid i love when we put violin. um competition onto art i love oh it my god. Oh my god, the stress. and um and yeah i did that i did i got into acting in high school when i was encouraged i i signed up for acting as like an elective and then was encouraged to audition for a show a very problematic show that needed someone to play like an old japanese woman and oh my in Oklahoma, god what show was it of course i was the only possible person to play it. i didn't win that role from talent are you kidding me? And, what show? And, I don't even... and so begins a lifetime of questioning Truly. why you get that role. You have no idea. I, I, I don't. like a, a whole thing about that this morning. Um, yeah, and it was like incredibly offensive, the role, and I did it. Like, I don't know, when we're in high school, I was, I was shitty, okay? Yeah, and nobody's like, good. Yeah. Nobody's Everyone's good in their high school play. Working on And anybody out there, anybody out there listening to this who's like, mm, actually, we did a I'm really not, good God spell, a, you can go no, fuck yourself. You truly, if, go watch it now. <laughs> it's terrible. Tie yourself to a chair. I'm telling you, I'm sure it was formative. I'm yeah. sure you made oh lifelong friends. The show was terrible. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but it must have gotten you enough to want to keep doing it. Well, I had to do it in secret. Mm. Mm-hmm. How did you pull that off? I had to just lug my violin case everywhere and like 
lie and say it was orchestra rehearsal. Practice. Oh, wow. Because, yeah. So what would you do when the shows happened? You just tell them you had a recital? Concert, yeah, recitals, huh. concerts. They never came to them, so it didn't matter. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a lot of that sort of a thing. And then my senior year i think i accidentally had left a program in the back of my jeans pocket. oh my god this sounds like the plot of a tv show <laughs> and then my mother found it doing laundry and then beep 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 beep, beep. Well, that's this is that's the redact noise right sure yeah and then it just like reinflamed because they thought i hadn't been doing it and then it just mm. like reinflamed this whole thing i had applied for nyu because i wanted to go and for for acting not tish no but okay. i like knew that i wanted to go and right and do that that's and the bait and switch it's like i'm gonna go for exactly, whatever but i'm exactly. also in new york city that's what and... i was planning smart and then that didn't turn out i didn't go to school at nyu where did you end up going i ended up going to school at dartmouth in uh new hampshire oh, okay um i went in like fully fully prepared to be a pediatric surgeon like wow. I wanted to be a pediatric surgeon. Wow. Cuz I didn't un I didn't quite understand what acting was for me at the time. Like it was a good form of escapism. I didn't have yeah, I just like didn't have the best first 18 years of my life. Mm -hmm. And so acting was I I think it was like unhealthy at the time, but it was very like escapism. It was very yeah. like I don't have to think about these things. I can just like kind of shove them away into the back of my brain cuz right. the front of my brain is being used to be someone else type of thing yeah like I, wishful thinking i personally and i think a lot of creative people listening to this can relate relate to that especially at that young formative age and if you yeah. have shit going on at home like i did totally. <laughs> like yeah exactly. oh great yeah i'll be fucking sky mm -hmm. masterson or whatever like, no one will ask me about yeah. like why this yeah and then maybe people will smile and clap for me <laughs> we should have brought that tissue box in here uh, yeah, we can. I didn't know this was going to be so hard-hitting. I'm kidding. I don't cry. Yeah. So, um... We'll get there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, Adrian. So, wait, so you're at Dartmouth. You're, you want to be a pediatric surgeon. Yeah, and I went in pre-med. Did not come out pre-med. <laughs> I've heard that shit is brutal. It's so bad. And I was, like, a cliche in every way in which, like, you know... I had, like, lots of imposter syndrome about getting into a school of that stupid caliber or whatever I don't is that know. one of the is that an ivy league school yeah some say it is yeah yeah <laughs> um and yeah it was just hard because up until that point i was like smart <laughs> <laughs> i was I the big I, I was the big fish in the little pond up until that point that right. i went and there was a whole new pond and yeah. i didn't like it yeah i wasn't smart and eventually dropped out of pre-med like halfway through sophomore year had been doing small acting things up until then mm -hmm. and then it just like just went for it i did come out with a psychology degree also but all right yeah you can do a lot with that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i see you tricked me <laughs> shout outs to everyone with a psychology sincere. degree i mean yeah i like uh tried to specialize in the child psych and i do think that that is like still just sort of orbiting where i want to be i That's teach cool. baby swimming now oh oh my god oh wait really no i've seen the instagram stories just <laughs> <laughs> really interesting um like combination of sport yeah and, um like child psych i don't know because because if anyone knows you well it's that you're all about I'm sport, sport. <laughs> not sports <laughs> sport 
Sports ball. <laughs> Do the goal. So what kind of acting stuff are you doing at Dartmouth? Anything and everything I can get my hands on. I also wasn't getting cast in things and would just do whatever they asked me to do because I blindly thought that that would, you know, gain me the favor that was needed to then right. gain parts. But then right. the parts were always like, we're just casting very white shows and very, I don't know. And I'm not a musical theater person either. I think yeah, me neither. A, yeah, I wasn't. Like, what, not in the cards for me. I was when I was like in high school and that was all there was to yeah. do. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I have the option to, to not do this. <laughs> There are two musicals, three, three musicals that I love and would want to be in. I'll list them from probability of being in them. To, no, I don't know. From most probable to least probable, or least probable to most probable? Let's go that way, yeah. Okay, We'll yeah, do yeah. Uh, Once, because <laughs> right. I love the musical, but I'm never going to be yeah, in Yeah, not going to happen, uh, unless somebody does a really cool version Unless I can like, come up with an accent. and yeah, Can you imagine? <laughs> I, I would produce it. Uh, thank you. I would love to do Once. I would love to do... Um, I actually really like Spring Awakening. I've seen a couple productions. I saw the Deaf West production. Yeah, that was the only one I liked. Oh my god! And then um, I love Hades Town. I still haven't seen it. I really I want to see it when it when it transfers. Room when it was um, the first go around at New York Theater Workshop. And I, I was I was actually I was doing a play in a festival at their next door space at the time when it was up, and they were we we had a show on a night they were dark. And the theaters are right next to each other. Yeah. So me and my, my my castmate literally, just, my friend Charlotte, we literally just wandered onto the Hades Town set and just sort of stood there in the empty house for like 10 whole minutes. And we were like, this is amazing. Incredible. Yeah, it was so the, cool. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. So anyways, um, yeah, so I, I ended up as a theater major and studied abroad at Lambda. Oh, you ended up actually majoring in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was... oh, I went full hog. So how did you convince them that this was a violin recital? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> how did that go? Well, they didn't really. We weren't. I mean, they just, we, okay. Uh, in in however much detail you want, you are comfortable with. Yeah, I just, they, I, they knew I went in pre-med, and then it was like, oh, I'm at college, I'm busy, and then they found out at graduation oh that's dope yeah you're you're a fucking badass man no i'm a coward i just like did okay it it was like a it was like a deal where we just weren't super communicative i'm not super communicative with my parents mm -hmm. in general especially about this stuff i knew it wasn't going to be great mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean in fact the summer i went to london to study at lambda uh -huh. i was on a phone call with my mother and she was like, so are you coming back to Beijing this year? And I was like, oh, no, actually, um, I'm I'm studying abroad this summer. Hmm. And she was like, oh, for your major? And I was like, yep. Yes. <laughs> and she goes, oh, okay. And that was the end of that conversation. Wow, good for you. So I skated past that one. Yeah, but uh, they, they found out at graduation. Yeah. And yeah. I, I will let our silent eye contact be the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> So then, do you, so then you moved to New York immediately, or yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, I worked. I worked on campus that summer, but yeah. Then I moved here, and I don't know. Thought I was doing it. Am I even doing it yet? I have no idea. I think. It, I think anyone who isn't asking them, am asking themselves, am I doing it, is not doing it. 
I think there's a certain amount of like, well, maybe there are people who don't have a certain amount of self-awareness and they're, they're just like, yeah, this is great. Or they were like born with like unlimited wealth and they're like, I'm doing it. Yeah, it's just like sometimes when I'm like with my 20th kid of the day going, B is for bubbles, uh, like, I'm just like, why? <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't that make it all the sweeter when you actually book that job? And you're like, holy shit. I'll let you shit. know. I literally shit, I'll I'm let, old since I booked a job. I'll let you know. It's been a minute <laughs> for me, too. It's been a minute for me, And it's too. been so weird because, like, actually very recently. Okay, well, I got a manager last year. Mm-hmm. Yes. First audition he sends me out on a co-star. I yeah. book. That's crazy. Which was banana bonkers. Yeah. Because I had no, I assumed that I wouldn't book anything for forever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was just like I was just like suddenly in this new level of like thing. I yeah. booked it. I filmed it. It was great. That was last August. It actually just came out two weeks ago. This was high maintenance. Yeah. So two weeks ago, this episode comes out. I'm in the middle of like, I'm convinced I'll never book again. Yeah. Because I also booked, like, my... I started freelancing with a commercial agent, like, very soon after I signed up with my manager. This mm-hmm. was all, like, such a whirlwind. Because it all came from one show that I was doing. Gotcha. Connor, actually. Oh, cool. That comedy I did with Connor. So I got two reps out of that. Who has also been on the show. Shout out to Connor. On the show. Yay. His dad was a lumberjack. <laughs> oh, my God. You're the only up. person who knows the episode titles. <laughs> Literally, oh, everybody I else I know is like, I heard about your podcast. Spring played football. <laughs> Is that right? That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> everybody's always like, I heard about your podcast. You're doing a great job. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And, and invariably, everybody's like, I haven't da, listened da, to it yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, uh, the whirlwind time where you're, you oh, just yeah. signed and then you booked and a I bunch of stuff. I like maybe my second or third commercial audition with my commercial agent. That's crazy. That's literally insane. It was unfortunate because now I'm freaking out. Yeah. Because that was last. Well, I had a similar thing when I signed with, uh, when I signed with my manager who we have the same manager. Me too. <laughs> when I signed, uh, I booked a co-star on what I think was like my fourth audition. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, let's go. All right, let's, I'm about actor. to conquer the world. <laughs> and then like reality has since said it. And yeah. I'm like very, very humbled. But it's that's what I'm in the middle of right now. That's the way the game goes. out months and months after you film it. You know? Right, yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, I'm going to be a real good Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I'm a fraud. It's like, Last week I went on my third like tuna tartare audition, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like just as the waitress and but the and I can't like book that. Yeah. Well, Why? you know, it's a weird business. It's a weird business. But let, how about so cuz we've sort of alluded to it a couple of times, the idea of like when you're going into these rooms uh and, and the the awkwardness, or not even awkwardness, the like real discomfort of what got me into this room and what's maybe getting me this part or not getting me this part mm-hmm. from like a cultural, ethnic, racial perspective. Yeah, for sure. Also for me, I'm non-binary. Right. Yeah, that too. So that's been a fun run of things. <laughs> um, yeah, it is definitely very hard. Everyone's, I mean, we've also talked about, you know, White actors nowadays are finding it. Oh yes, let's get into this. Say it into the mic. Book things because, unfortunately, everyone's trying to cast diverse right now. What a shame! And I'm so lucky. Oh. 
That's, that's like hard. The idea of people saying that to you, because you've had people say that to you, right? Yes, absolutely, to my face. I recently, I think I alluded to it on the last episode, but I was got stuck in an elevator with two very like yeah. beautiful white woman actors who were like lamenting their yeah. lot in the business. It's like, oh, they're probably gonna cast a black girl. It's like, ugh. <laughs> Jesus, it wasn't Can that. You? It no. didn't get to that place, but it was very. Oh, I've heard it. Yeah, I'm sure, but it was very. This was the much more passive aggressive place of like, well, of course, like. Of course they need to be. I'm of course. So I, I'm I, so of course I'm totally on board. But when am <laughs> when yeah. am I gonna get a role? That's been rough. And yes, it does cause just like a whole different brand and flavor of existential crisis. Yeah. Because I mean, we, uh, we. I mean, I'm obviously with the ca- caveat that I walk through the world for the most part as like a white man. Uh, but like you walk into these rooms uh, by default with a certain amount of like imposter syndrome or yes. like whenever I get called right. in for Spanish language stuff, I I feel the same thing because yeah. I feel like I don't deserve it because of the way I look. Yeah. Uh, so like it, it, there's already that. So then to hear somebody who actually doesn't have any of that yeah. throw, <laughs> throw it in your face, it's like, what? Yeah. please stop. Please sure. stop. And it's also insidious because now it's just like every single breakdown you see it's so sneaky because they're like, we encourage all ethnicities to apply. And it's like, oh, so now you're making it a competition amongst mm. people of color and you're going to make them f- like, I feel like it makes people of color feel like they have to sort of vie against each other for the one slot, for that one slot. Yeah. Yeah, you totally. Know? Yeah. I think it's I know wild. what you mean. Yeah. And then that, let alone, like, I present, like, East Asian female, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you can go in for a Korean girl. You can go for a Japanese girl. You could go in for a Chinese girl, right? Right. Like, even that level of, like, stuff that I'm uncomfortable with. Yeah. How do you deal with reconciling that when you have to, when you have to go in for that Korean girl? Um, this may be, like, selfish of me, just because, you know, at the core, everyone wants to work of course yeah so this is like you know motivated by myself is just like book a role Mm. i generally try to i try i I try to go back to the text and i try to locate reasons why this person is or isn't what they're being described to be or why they're saying certain things and whether or not my like personal experience whether or not i can like align them enough Mm. to feel okay with it gotcha it's a little it's tricky yeah that can be really hard especially if it's like a three-line co-star exactly exactly because oh (laughs) but then i'm also diane loves the work everyone I'm here 24-7 for your beck and call. Um, especially because I am also bilingual. I speak Mandarin. Mm-hmm. And Do you get called in for Mandarin I stuff? I do. I do get called in for those things. And still don't book them, everyone. No, it's great. I'm sure I don't book. It's fine. Everything's fine. The things that are meant to be will come to be. I and... may or may not have booked Diane during <laughs> mid-existential crisis. Truly, you. it's, a, it's bad timing. <laughs> very bad timing no i like this this is an accurate reflection of being an artist in new york city are you kidding because yeah yeah. that plus the gender thing because yeah what is that 
is that a conversation that you find yourself having with casting directors or is it something you sort of leave out of the room? Not as much with casting directors. Um, or with agents and Yeah, I've tried to have and... that conversation with agents and my manager and my commercial agent. It's really interesting. I should also probably... I've been making moves to try to talk to more people, like non-binary people in the industry and like mm -hmm. how they approach auditions and whatnot. Yeah. I actually, my commercial agent the other day asked me whether or not I'd be interested in making a profile because casting works in that binary, right? In the right. drop-down menu. It's yeah. like male, male female. female. And you're like, well, okay. So um, my commercial agent asked me the other day if I was interested in creating a profile for both. Okay. It never occurred to me. Wow. Actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the thing I'm thinking about. Headshots. Always thinking about the way I present myself in auditions. Yeah, that's I mean, what a mind fuck. Thing. Because yeah. being a, a non-binary human in general is yeah. super hard, but then to choose a business that is all about your look and your mm -hmm. quote-unquote brand, the way you present yourself. It's been impossible. Like, I really shouldn't try to be as conscious of it as I am, I think, because what, I think I'm driving myself crazy. Mm. Because I could go into a, an audition room with this undercut, right? I could have it up in a ponytail and you'd see the undercut. Some yeah. people see edgy girl. Some people are like, that's a lesbo. Some people are like, you know, like you yeah. never know what they see. And right. here I am still futilely trying to control mm. what I want them to like gather. Yeah. Da like down to the shoes or to the whatever. I also have a thing with, I mean, I wear a chest binder. And I also have huge boobs. So <laughs> I waited till you took the drink of water. To do yeah, you timed that perfect. I almost did a spit take. Um, so it's like, yeah, like if if they're asking for a female, if the breakdown's for female, do I ever go into my chest binder? Will that prevent, like, things like that? Because also yeah. presenting externally makes me feel a certain type of way. Right. Also. So, it's, so yeah. then that's sometimes like, a sacrifice that you're making for the audition. Micromanaging my outward presence and like trying to control just like oh, everything about how I'm presenting. And it probably doesn't come off that way anyway. Like I booked a national commercial last year and for all intents and purposes, they were looking for like an Asian American grad school, like uh, probably um, like immigrant student mm -hmm. me asian american female and i went in like fully like i didn't bring my chest binder i was like there's no way they're gonna want the chest binder whatever they put me in a dress at the fitting and then uh the uh the stylist was like oh we want to like show this undercut and i was like oh really really because i've been like hiding it the whole time right yeah yeah <laughs> just like trying to hide it because i can hide it and that's another thing i want to cut my hair so bad but i have to leave it to be where i can like hide it if you see my headshots, you can't tell. I've never seen your headshots. Uh, rude. Didn't do his research, but that is fine. Oh, my God. Drag me I'll fine. To, <laughs> talk to my manager about that. I'll, well, the, the world's <laughs> going to see it because I'm going to put it up with this episode. So I'll see oh, it yeah? then. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, my headshots are very, for all intents and purposes, like, femme presenting. Mm -hmm. Your normal Asian-American female-looking person. Is that mostly out of necessity, you think? It's mostly out of, yeah, when I got the headshots, I wasn't quite so sure of the whole, the way my 
my own gender identity fit into my marketable body for this business. Mm-hmm. I've moved much more into like, nah, man, I'm, I'm non-binary and yeah. like, so we'll see where that goes type of thing. But like back when I got my headshots, yes, I was very much like, no, I can be, I can be the girl next door. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh man. Uh, so what kind of what kind of stuff are you working on right now, other than like uh, just auditioning for shit for people who do not understand a single thing about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually am very excited. This again, is a hi, good to, time. hi to everyone in the industry who know, listens to this. I have such a great industry crowd. Call me, text <laughs> me, send me endless crying gifs, gifs. <laughs> gifts um i actually this is good timing and good news which is that a show that i produced and uh star in that's written by my friend hong um oh i mean is this sideways smile okay i do some research selective research (laughs) yes sideways smile was just uh one of the i believe nine fiction web series in the inaugural class of the made in new york women's fund for film television and theater okay i I mixed up the order of those words but it sounded good yeah so the mayor's office uh just awarded uh approximately i think one and a half million dollars to a bunch of projects one and a half million dollars total or total each? gotcha <laughs> i don't know man. adrian i would not be sitting here with you if i had a one and a half million dollars in my pocket well thanks for that <laughs> i would have i don't know what i would have done <laughs> that's so awesome is so is it to produce more material or to we have a pilot gotcha we have a pilot and we'd like to shoot the rest of the first season which is just like a really nice five six episode mm-hmm. thing it's comedy and it's uh it's semi-autobiographical it's based on hong's um experience taking this class uh called like femsex it's just about like sexuality and gender and the world and whatever and awesome yeah and it's just this awesome awesome she's so it's such a brilliant script and it's how did you become involved with it in the first place I had take I I knew um, I I just like knew people in her circles had done UCB classes with people in her circles and we ended up sort of talking and she's not she doesn't like she hadn't really been a filmmaker up until mm. she was like I want to write this thing based on my experience and I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a quote unquote filmmaker if you're yeah. writing something authentic it, it'll exactly. connect with people. Yeah, and so it's all about this Asian American female like in today's world like trying to discover what her sexuality is speaking of actually like we we originally had planned for me to play the lead who is a vietnamese american girl and we eventually arrived at the conclusion that i should not do that Mm -hmm. and we instead went to go cast someone who is vietnamese american gotcha which was obviously the better and you're an actor a producer on the project what gotcha yeah i'm still in it i'm just not playing the lead um, and yeah, so we were just awarded that grant. We were very excited. That's so cool. Pre pro, we're gonna shoot later this year. Hey, that's Yay! so exciting. So I'm, yeah, I am excited about that because that's like a very forward moving thing. Yeah. To get yeah, to yeah, generate yeah. material instead of 
beg for it. I feel you on that. And walk into a I'm room desperately. That's like a big reason that this fucking show exists. So I feel like I'm putting things out into the world instead of just begging rich people exactly. to give me things. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I, I want to audition so badly. Please call yes, me in. Please call, please please in, call please. us in for our auditions. For auditions. But all those auditions are very much like us begging very wealthy, powerful people for, for work. Not begging, yeah. but like interviewing. Yeah. So to speak. So that's why I love when I hear, especially people who are first gen, like going out and making their shit. Yeah. I'm excited. It's it's also content very close to like my own experience in a lot of ways. Because mm-hmm. I, I do have another show called Here We Wait. I made that a couple of years ago with uh, my friend Olivia. We went to school together. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, we were also just frustrated by not booking. Yeah. And we were like, fine, then we'll write something. And we were inspired by Grey's Anatomy. Shout out to Shonda. Shout out Shonda. Who will we'll, we'll definitely listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> or Mindy Kaling, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shoot your shot, Diane. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I have a mic. I will use it. This is my platform. <laughs> oh, man. You picked the wrong one. <laughs> you picked the wrong one if you're trying to get on Grey's Anatomy. I love Grey's Anatomy. I love that show so much. They just made history. I love you, Sean. Still on, right? Yes. Uh, now the longest running drama. That's fucking crazy. I think. Something like that. The most episodes. Um, but yeah, we made this like sci-fi show and we had limited ourselves to one location for just the sake of money, but Mm -hmm. it had ended up actually springing forth this like, springing forth this amazing idea. That's great. Um, sometimes the best shit comes out of pure necessity. Exactly. We were like, well, we don't have money. Yeah. And we want a lot of actors. We want an ensemble cast because we find that to be much more interesting than like, let's follow the lead and see what they do. Right. Um, So we have like a really dope ensemble cast and the whole thing takes place in a restaurant and you figure out the restaurant is basically a front for purgatory. Oh, that's awesome. And the drama is like amongst the wait staff mostly. But yeah, so we did that and that was like such a learning process in a lot of ways. So now I'm excited to like go round two. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see everything. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's maybe leave it on this. So, and this, it's not a short thing. Uh, so if you, like in the next, I don't know, five to 10 years of the business, let's just, I don't know, maybe the business in general or maybe just the business in New York, what would you like to see change out of the way things are greenlit the way things are cast like uh, is there anything that you're really like this fucking needs to change quick i think what i'm confused about right now in the industry is the cognitive dissonance between like where i am and the things i'm hearing very loudly and the things amongst us like on social media and the stuff we're talking about and the articles that we're reading there's just a gap between the people who are loud and talking and critical and the people who are actually making the decisions right Right. like what you said like the rich older white people who are actually making the calls and it just feels like at some point that's gotta just shift Mm. right i think for me the fear is like eventually we become the rich people who have a gap between us and the younger generation and that are screaming want. for things to change. You know what I mean? That's yeah, my worry I've is that like, that. I'm just future them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, yeah, it's just hard to think about that. Like, were they good listeners once upon a time? 
a part of me thinks they had to be to get to where they are, but that's not necessarily true. I don't know. A lot of people that have an uncle who, who, who worked on the show, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's just, or is it that they're hearing it and not, and choosing not to do anything about it? I think a lot of, well, they hear, they don't hear with their ears. They hear with their bank account. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like we hear things because they're amplified on social media and because we're in the scene with people and we go see shows and people are saying it to us. But people at that level kind of don't pay anything any mind unless it's making money or generating a certain amount of buzz. Man, I have fantasies about just like when I have money and the just the things oh. I will do with it. Oh my god, me too. Give me give me three things. Give me three things you'll do with your money. I will renew one day at a time until forever. <laughs> okay. This is my point. Specific. Love Everyone it. needs to watch one day at a time. It is your civic duty. You have to. And yes. One of the most important shows on television. It needs to keep happening. It's preposterous to me that it's even a question that it won't. Mm. Um, three things. What? What else? What really else will you? <laughs> yeah. What else will you do with your future? I'm standing money? up now, guys. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm not. Uh, three things. What? Three things you do with your future money. This is the BuzzFeed article. BuzzFeed sponsored this part of the podcast. Oh uh, well, my joke is like the whole like that question, right? When you win the lottery, what's the first thing you'll do? My like realistic answer is like probably buy real estate in New York. Yeah. Um. Smart. And invest in. Oh, you took it to a very pragmatic place. No, but like that's not the fun answer. My fun answer, and this is also true. Yeah. Is that I would go get oysters not during happy hour. (laughs) Can you imagine paying three dollars and fifty cents before tax for one oyster? (laughs) So stupid. No, it's it's just like. Just to look down the menu and be like, ah, yes, I would like the black duck salt. Not caring that it's $3.50 for Sure, yeah. Bring a dozen of I those. love the specificity. I love the specificity. Really like a the lot of people would be a lot of people would be like, I'm gonna buy like a, a car and like a big batch, and you're like, nah. No, I, I want full price oysters. <laughs> full price oysters with champagne. What Just are like, you, go full what out. are you wearing in this scenario? Ooh, yes. I'm wearing <laughs> clothing that looks like normal people clothing, but actually costs so much. You know, yes. celebrities go oh out my and God. in a white t-shirt, it's like, but you're like, it's like, how a, did you do that? It's like a green how? t-shirt, and exactly. then you look it up, and it's like $550. And you're like, why? Why? And yeah. Like, oh, well, it's a tailored That's t-shirt. fuck you money. Like I took, Yeah, I took it to my tailor, and they tailored this white t-shirt, yeah. these jeans. These, yeah. That's what I want. I yeah. don't want to look. It's like the... You don't want to look rich. You're rich, but you... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like That's when it's like when Kanye came out with like that two hundred dollar white shirt. Yeah, I yeah. want my Converse always to be clean. Yes, I broke it in. I'm super down for that. Yeah, that's it. That's it, guys. Please. That's all we ask for. Please, and then just like representation out the asshole. Yes. I haven't cursed yet. So yeah, I, I want, I want, like, I want to be able to say like, okay, team, in emails. I'll show myself out. Okay, that's <laughs> what. You know, if representation out the ass, it's like, oh, I have like my six agents and managers and I'm just like, all right, team. I meant on screen representation. Oh, okay. Yours is better. Yours is better than mine. Oh, no. Now this is, no, I also would like a team. Oh, God. (laughs) I would also like a team of people. Yes, yes, yes. These are all good things. need to make money so they can make money. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so nice. That'd be so nice. But then would they all agree on things? 
No, probably not. But yeah. the, but then you you're now the gatekeeper, so you can rule with an iron fist. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it feels L- like we're winding down here. O M A. That's it. That's are you going to finish that? State that? No, I'm not. Are you supposed I to, to do it every Friday? Aren't you supposed to sing the elementary school? Yeah, we sing it at, the, at every Friday in you have morning to, assembly. You have to sing the ending. Oh my god. Okay, great. So we already sort of did the plugs, but do you want to plug anything now that we're now that we're wrapping up? Um, yeah. Follow my personal Instagram. Absolutely. Yes, uh, plug your shit. Diane Chen51. D-I-A-N-E-C-H-E-N 51. Um, Sideways Smile is at Sideways Smile series. I'm probably forgetting other things that I'm supposed to be plugging. But follow me there and then you'll there will always be links. Yes, and I, I will say always very fun Instagram stories. I'm a fan of the Instagram stories. Oh, yeah, for sure. I will one day be arrested for one of them. <laughs> Excellent goal. Excellent goal. Yeah, like, statute of limitations will not be on my side. Yeah. All right. Like, well, three years ago, you posted this. <laughs> That's how they always get you. They always get you. Okay, Daya, thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, goodbye. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> And that's it for this week's episode of La Mescla. Thank you so much to Diane Chen for coming in. Uh, Thank you to everybody who has subscribed, everybody who's followed on Facebook and Instagram in the last week. It's been kind of a crazy growth week, uh, and that feels super, super cool. Uh, I'm really excited about this show. We've got some cool stuff coming up, some exciting stuff happening for La Mescla. Uh, So I'm so, so excited. I can't even talk. I'm so excited to have new people on board, and I'm so happy to have the people that have been og fans from the beginning uh so please uh like on itunes and facebook you know what to do you know what to do i i'm a broken record with this promo stuff but i really (laughs) i want more than 14 people to listen to this show you guys i really do so (laughs) please spread the word and validate my life choices okay uh bye